podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Talking Texas Podcast. What's going on, everybody? My name is Daniel Taluk. It's your boy, Half Hope. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the Talking Tactics. We're on Patreon. Go check that out. We had a real discussion this week about Roe versus Wade is the nicest way to say it. So go check that out, $3 a month. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review and read on the show. Half Hope, where can people find you? HalfHopeFootballHorts.com. Indeed. I'm at Daniel Tuluk. So all the links are in the description anyway. What's on your mind? How do you feel? What's 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 in the ether in football that's like touching you right now? Um, It's transfers, you know. So I suppose the, this big thing is this whole Ronaldo thing, man. That, mm-hmm. for me, I think that is the that is the biggest story, man. It's it's uh, Ronaldo, man, and I think it's like um, I don't know how anybody could have been um, surprised that um, homeboy wanted to leave. Because I said again, there was no, no there was no chance this dude was ever going to play Europa League. I don't I don't know how anyone thought that he, a guy at thirty seven. First of all, it's Cristiano. That's one thing. But yeah. a thirty seven year old Cristiano was going to waste a year playing Europa League when you know that every year is vital, and he still has that. UCL record. That's Messi. Maybe was twenty goals behind. So, <laughs> come on, bro. By the way, thank you, Dan Soft, filling in last week. Shout out to the Touchline guys. Mm, We're affiliated with them on like a, a monetization level, but it's super late notice, and he came in last week, and we had like a good Chelsea conversation. But at the end of the podcast, I gave my scenario for what I thought Ronaldo should do, or Cristiano for purposes of this podcast, because Ronaldo is R nine, but. Play this first part of the season with Manchester United and then get to the World Cup. So basically, don't do anything drastic in between now and the World Cup. Just kind of keep keep the main thing the main thing, if I can take a line from Black Star. Everything now should be focused on peaking in Qatar. Because this is your last chance at a competitive level of winning a World Cup. Mm. Maybe he'll be there in 2026. There's issues let's not get into which well, might no, make that not possible keep it the, the case oh wow <laughs> i don't know so but 2022 for sure so i was like okay stay with stay with united this summer and for the beginning part of the of next season go to the world cup and if he has a decent world cup which portugal are a pretty good outfit they might have a decent world cup if he has if, if he's his usual self and he scores some goals, any goals, really. People will hype him, and it'll be fine. The January window is right around the corner. And by that point, the Champions League group stage will be finished. There will be one of those teams who will look at Cristiano Ronaldo and think, I know he's 37. I know he's turning 38. But maybe he can score us enough goals in these knockout stages to where we can win a, uh, a Champions League. So then you have your pick of round of 16 teams who are interested in you. And I think somebody would be interested in him, whether it's Man City, whether it's PSG, whether it's Juventus, whether it's whoever it might be. Wait, wait, so you said that if Man City or PSG would be interested in Ronaldo. If they're in the round of 16 and he has a decent World Cup. Now, it's, now, some have told me Ronaldo isn't a player who would move in the January transfer window. Like, he's too good to ever be a January transfer. But I'm like, I feel like if your goal is winning the Champions League, then why wouldn't you just wait 
If it's just to play in the Champions League, then Sporting is there for you if you want to take a wage cut. I saw Napoli. I was like, oh, Napoli. No, no, no. That's, 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 that's fake news. But, but have hope. Here's the thing. What if Napoli make it through the group stage? And he's he follows my plan. If Napoli are in the round of 16, they will they will try Cristiano Ronaldo for sure. People would look at him and think this is a guy who can get us goals and he can win us a cup tie or two. I don't think that's the worst plan for him. But according to Mendez and all the reports that are coming out now, he wants it now. He wants to he wants to leave now. And I, I get it. Just the idea of playing Europa League, even if for half a season to a guy like him. <laughs> Can't run, <laughs> but neither can he, which is a problem. <laughs> like, have you seen the Chelsea links? You know, no, come on, bro. That's, I mean, I mean, I mean, really, because my thing is that's okay if you now bring him in, who's yeah. who's gonna create for him? Mount, when, <laughs> come on, that's 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 a steep decided. Okay, how about this? What was the primary reason people said Lukaku didn't fit Tuchel's system? As in, as in, why they say, look. Wait, I see. She just wasn't a good fit. This is it's 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 Socratic method. I want like a particular response, so I won't torture you that way. From my reading, the main critique was Lukaku didn't press. Mm. Here we would say uh, he's just not a good enough footballer to play how Tuka would want. But on mm. the timeline, the major critique was he doesn't press. He's lazy. He doesn't run, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when you put Havertz or Werner at number nine, you automatically get running. If you look at the pressing stats, Ronaldo is 200% worse. I think they said he made like six, five to six pressures a game. Lukaku made 11 to 12, I think. So that put him in the 17th percentile. If Lukaku doesn't fit Tuchel's system because he doesn't press, you go get a worse presser who's 30, who will turn 38 in the season? Guys, like I... I know he has name brand recognition, and you think, oh, Ronaldo, if he comes in, he's going to score, da-da-da. He scored 24 goals in 38 games for Manchester United last season, all comps. Mm. That's a great return. You can talk about he did. He, he scored against this team, that team, this team, that team. If it was so easy, everybody should do it. 24 and 38. You know what that was good enough for? Sixth place and a round of 16 exit. Oh, no, no, because, you see, this is what I always say to people that, you have to look at things in context. They so say, okay, well, 18 goals, he was close goals and everything. I would rather I have five people get seven goals, 10 goals, 11 goals, and I win more games and I finish high, maybe winning trophy, than one guy gets like 25 goals, but end up six with no trophies. The team isn't there to serve the individual. The team is there to serve the freaking team. So it's no point saying, well, so something is wrong the way a guy can get 18 goals and he finished sixth with the worst points total that you've ever had in, in, in Premier League history. So, but, it, and, and, it, it honestly doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, like, what Christina has to understand is um, it's still a hard sell. Even if he's th- even, even if he can still go score and so forth, like, basically, if, let's say, he doesn't move now, it's already a hard sell of who's going to buy a 37-year-old. Now, who's going to buy a 38-year-old? Then a 39-year-old. So with, with each year, which is why he knows that he's desperate, because... He didn't think for one second that United were not going to finish top four. They're like, bro, I'm going to a team that finished second. Surely these guys will finish at the worst fourth or maybe third. At no point did he think that he was he's joining a team who finished second last season and then I end up sixth. So he's like, wait, what the hell am I in here right now? Mm. You know, the game has moved on, man. It's like, yes, he's a goal scorer. Yes, he's an asset. But I still think that we're living in a world of systems. Yep. 
And because it's a, it's a, it's a game of systems right now, whether it's a Nagelsmann, an Allegri, an Ancelotti, a Galtier, a Sofa, they're like, I'm now head honcho now. Football right now, I suppose how it was in the 2000, in, in the 2000s, okay, you have your Kaka, you have your Dini, you have your Henri. Right now, the superstars are the managers. So I'm not going to get a guy who I now have to now succumb to. No, it's about me and my system and my strategy. Yep. Again, it's, it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell because my things are he doesn't fit what Nagelsmann wants to do. He doesn't fit what like the only club that makes sense is PSG because of the marketing, the players there. But Galtier and Campos, they're like, no, we have a totally different plan that doesn't include you. So for his George Mendes, man, I don't know. For me, the, the only thing that makes sense is sporting Lisbon, man. You have your champion football there. Yeah. It makes sense in terms of going back. I can't see anything, I can't see any other club beyond sporting Lisbon. Unless a club wants to be like, hey, let's take risk with him with all and let's increase our marketing so but see i feel like the only reason again kind of going back to my original point the only reason you you would take a risk on ronaldo at this point is to win a champions league he's not a league player i don't think no because you he might score goals in the league but what he does to the team in all the other aspects of what would win you a league whether that be the pressing whether it be the effect on younger players and that kind of knock-on effects. I don't think you can win a league, or at least a Premier League. Maybe you can, you know, if he goes to Olympiacos or something like that, like they'll be fine. <laughs> or Galatasaray. Look, who's who's in the Champions League in Turkey? Has anyone looked into this? Hold on. Is this in Besiktas? I have no idea. Nobody started this That's idea yet. For head transplant, I think. <laughs> Bro, I might. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like don't tempt me. Um 2022. All right. Who who made the Champions League? Oh Fenerbahce are second. They don't have an automatic spot. Oh wow. Oh, I can't pronounce this one. I'm sorry, guys. Trabongspor. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know those dudes. What's that? How do you pronounce? Do you know how? I think it's Trabzonspor. You got it, bro. You got it. Yeah, so t- Turkey doesn't have qual- automatic qualifying, which I find kind of nuts. Galatasaray finished 13th, you know, <laughs> last season. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was thinking maybe he could go to a Turkish team, but no. Um, a team who wants Ronaldo would have to be desperate to win the Champions League at a, at, a, at a certain level. It's why Juventus were happy to take him from Madrid because their whole thing, we haven't won the Champions League since 1996, I want to say. So... That's why they signed him. It didn't exactly work, but if you look into it, okay, sorry, Pirlo, it was it was it was never going to be good based on what they were up to those seasons. So I think he probably would look at it and think, to your point, there's no way I, Cristiano Ronaldo, will go to Manchester United, who just had a second place finish, and I will finish less than fourth. Mm. I am that good. No matter what happens to me or to United, I'll get them there. He he, he might have thought, I'm enough to take over Pep. <laughs> Ronaldo's ego, I don't think it knows bounds. No, so no, no. He's, in a, he's in a nasty spot. Honestly, just suck it up and play in the Europa League, bro. Mm-mm. No. no. I, know, I, I know when I say that, it's ridiculous. But you earned it. You were there. 
Why, why are you trying to dip? Why are you trying to run from the smoke? No, no, no. Why no, are no, you listen. running from the grind, Cristiano? Because no, he's 38. They're total minds. Like, get your old ass in the Europa League. Like, he has to play there. Like, you, you have to, like, you have to, you have, like, you have to stick with it. It is what it is. You know, you, you just, it is what it, you sign the contract. It is what it is. But at, at the same time, I can understand why it's like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> Has he yeah, I get it. I was part of the team. I was part of the problem, but nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'm 37 years of age. Every year right now is vital because with, with every year, physically, I'm losing a step physically. So every year is now vital. Based on how old I am, I cannot afford to waste a year and playing in Europa League. No way. So I'm out. I'm dipping. <laughs> like, for me, I will be shocked if Cristiano sees out the season. Now, he may see out the first half and then leave in general, but I'll be shocked if he sees out the entire season for Man United. Dude, okay. Do you think my plan is a is a solid plan? Uh, I, I still don't know whether people are, are going to roll, roll for the dude, bro. I still don't know. It's it's a tricky risk. I mean, like, it's it's it might be worth the risk, but it's it's tricky. The, the problem is his age. Like, he's 38 in February. Early mm. February, too. Like, I'm not we're, we're going to the days. I think his birthday is February 5th. I hate that I know that, but I think that's it. So... <laughs> People like FG. You know FG is so gassed if he goes to Chelsea. <laughs> He's like, yo, yo, Daniel, like, I, I want to come on the podcast. <laughs> He's he, damn near like every week he wants to come on the podcast, like every week to talk with you and me about Cristiano and Chelsea. Because I, I guess we, I'm not going to say that that way, but, you know, we've become brothers of sorts. In that oh, way. wow. So, wait, so this is just breaking news. Oh, God. Apparently, they say um, Cristiano's agent, Jorge Mendes, is in Barcelona to discuss no way. transfers, and Ronaldo is on the table. To Barcelona? Yeah. He, he would never. He would. he would never. He would. Especially how he felt he was treated by Real Madrid. Nah, no, 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 no. That's a scummy move if he does that. He would. So they want Lewandowski and no, that can't happen. I mean, can. You know, they, I mean, they're not going to do do both. If somehow Ban are being too stingy with the whole fifty million on on nothing, mm-hmm. bro, they may just go with this dude, bro. Okay, what's 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 your source? Of of what? This Ronaldo uh, Mendes oh, in Barcelona. Um, um, like it's basically it's just breaking. So obviously, many news sources will now go through. But this is like this. The, the one I'm looking at is Man United news, and they're verified. So, oh, Madrid Zone are they verified? I don't think so. Hell no. <laughs> Absolute <Gosh>. Chelsea. <laughs> no. Those balls. <laughs> I, I said, I said, if Cristiano ends up at Chelsea, we're gonna have to start you a GoFundMe, man. <laughs> You're gonna need the mental health support. It's too bad. I feel like the contradictions you've created over the last decade. It's like chickens coming home to roost, bro. Like you're gonna be in deep shit. If Cristiano ends up at Chelsea. Also, if Cristiano ends up at Chelsea, does Conte have to take off number seven? No, hell no. We've probably done like 15 minutes on this old ass guy. You, the last two weeks of your hangouts have been primarily Cristiano related. When will we escape the light? When of these when he two? retires, bro. Messi and Ronaldo. I've been over it 
since like 2016, 17. It's just like, what's new? We thought it was going to be, you know, Neymar, Hazard, Pogba, that whole generation. I, I'm the 90 to 96, 7. The whole generation flopped. They let Ronaldo, Messi, Ibrahimovic, who else is old? Modric. Or Ibra. No, it's crazy that Ibra never reached the UCL And are still dominating football narratives to an extent that it is the summer of 2022. And we are talking about a 37-year-old guy. As if it's and people really care about this. Like he's gonna be the podcast art. I never thought I'd be doing Photoshop of Ronaldo in 2022. I don't know why he's still around in the same way, but the branding is just nuts. What else is of note? PSG, I guess you, you brought up Gautier, a league winner in, in France, but not who PSG fans thought they would be getting in Zidane. I know you've you've said for the longest time that the perfect manager for PSG is either Zidane or Mourinho. Given that it's not those two, do you think this is a good appointment or I don't know what? It ways to be seen, man. I like I was for me. I my issue is that he. I don't think he's the kind of guy that can handle egos. I was watching um, ESPN FC, and apparently, Frank LeBoff and him are like friends because you know they used to play against each other and so forth. And Frank LeBoff said that, bro, like this is a, a guy that ain't gonna take any crap from anyone. That he's very he's a strong personality, and when he says you don't play, you don't play. So okay, it's interesting because my thing is that. They need a strong personality, which Pochettino wasn't, you know, and 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 Emery wasn't, you know, and um, so if he can come in and it's like, okay, boom, this is what it is, boom, 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 all right. But I think the real question is the whole Neymar thing because I don't know who to believe. I want how they said Neymar's not part of his plans. That's why they want to sell him. In the, so so that's why they want to do a three-five-two with Messi and Mbappe up up top. But now you now hear another stories like oh um like how like why the hell they're selling that name of course Neymar is, is going to be part of his, his his plans and so forth so the interesting thing is that is Neymar actually part of his plan as to the kind of picture that he wants to build man so similar to Ronaldo having a team of Messi Neymar and Mbappe. What does that do to your team defensively, or at least in the press? And, and and now that they've given the keys of the to the kingdom to Mbappe, I wonder what his motivation will be. Like, will he play to to show that he's earned the money, or will it turn into I've earned the money? I need other people to do work for me. I wonder that. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's the former. Like a Neymar who's seemingly disinterested in everything except the World Cup that's coming up. And then, I mean, I watched the documentary. So it kind of seems like he's more interested in his brand or having a good time, food, women, whatever the case may be, his children, family life, his Brazilian legacy. Messi, who, as good as he is, arguably the greatest footballer to ever have played or the best. Well, give him the best. He's old. I think he's 36 now. Don't quote me. Hmm. When's, his, when's his birthday? 87, right? Wait, wait, so, wait, yeah, so he's 35. He's 35. Yeah. Um, it's good. 
in a sense, like you can win a league with those guys because the talent is just what it is. But mm. I don't know if you can win a Champions League. And that's the whole purpose of this thing is to just win a Champions League. So yeah. do you know what this feels like? This feels like AVB. Chelsea hired AVB kind of because he had success with Porto and he came in and he was this highly regarded manager. And Chelsea thought, okay, we're going to go with a new guy, but with older players. And it didn't work. And they sacked him, brought in Di Matteo, who kind of just let the players do what they wanted to do to an extent. And it ended up working. I don't know who the Di Matteo is to this equation. But I kind of feel like Gautier might come in, try to do his own thing. Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, whoever it is, they're, they're not feeling it. He leaves, gets sacked, whatever the case may be. And they somehow hire somebody who flukes the Champions League. Like, you, winning the first Champions League, it never happens when you think it will happen. Chelsea, it was supposed to happen in 2005, but ghost goal. Then it was supposed to happen in 2008. John Terry slips. It was supposed to happen in 2009. We, we know what happened. Those teams, those that those iterations of Chelsea were way better than 2012. But 2012, it was written in the stars, destiny, whatever the case may be. But AVB was like the sacrificial lamb. What if Gaultier is the sacrificial lamb? I don't know who the, again, I don't know who the Di Matteo is. But I feel like it's gonna something weird is going to happen when PSG eventually win the Champions League. So maybe that this is like the, the start of their magical season that nobody can predict what happens when we get to the end of it. But for me, I don't see Gaultier as like the guy. He's like the guy before the guy in, in the, if, if this is a story. I did just put out a tweet for questions. And let's, let's see if we have any retreads that we probably need to get out of the way. That is hilarious. Somebody said, has Have Hope's potential of trolling United and Ronaldo backfire to quote Malcolm X, merely a case of chickens coming home to roost? I just said that. That is hilarious, bro. <laughs> like six minutes ago. Um, what, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you're trolling? Yeah, how, wait, 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 wait. how is that trolling? You've been calling him your goat. You've been putting that out in the air, even though we know you don't believe it. But because you've been calling him your goat, the fact that what if he ends up at Chelsea? <laughs> no, that, that's that's never happening. That's, that's so sick. Half like, doesn't have that kind of power. Happening. If you have that kind of power and you're using it for football, you're damn near an evil person, HH. Like you should be doing stuff for like the community, like the world. You just like glo global hunger, global warming. Uh, no, the <laughs> racism. World, the, the world owes me. I don't know the world. The world owes me, man. If HH is using his jinx powers for football. <laughs> I, I, they they would be better served in other areas. So, do you believe you have drinks powers? Yeah. Oh wow. To a, to, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I do. Let's let's see. If we get any more Chelsea and Ronaldo stuff. Um, Patrick Headland. Um, obvious one being, are Chelsea stupid enough to fall into the Ronaldo trap? Yes, is the answer. Actually, like, are Chelsea stupid enough to do dot dot dot? The answer is probably yes. There's many examples of just Chelsea being being silly. So. Yes, especially with Todd B, Todd Bowley. If he just wants to make a splash, then there's his splash. Maybe you can answer this one. How scared are you guys of him joining? Who? Cristiano? Ronaldo to Chelsea. There's like a lot of Ronaldo to Chelsea questions. No, that's, that's, I, no, it's, no. On a scale no. of 1 to 10, how worried are you, though? 
two because I doubt Tuchel is going to bring him in based on all what Tuchel wants. And also United would never sell him to like another Premier League team. Never. With, with those two things of does Tuchel wants him? Okay, let's say Tuchel wants him. United would never sell him to another Premier League club. No way. Yeah, I'm about like, I'm on like a three or four and like alarm scale. Um, thoughts of thoughts on City and Arsenal's transfer window so far from Balagoon. Um, thoughts on City's transfer window so far. I haven't totally been the best. I mean, no, Arsenal. So, so Arsenal is what Jesus and who else? You know what? Because City is Haaland, Calvin Phillips, and oh, well, thingy was earlier. What's it called? Um, Alvarez was. Was before yeah. this window. So Arsenal have signed Marquinhos, but not the one you think from, oh, Sao, yeah. from Sao Paulo. They've signed uh, Fabio Vieira from Porto for thirty million. Oh, oh yeah. They've signed Matt Turner, a goalkeeper from the New England Revolution, and Gabriel Jesus for forty-five billion. I don't know about Vieira. I don't know about Marquinhos. I don't know about Turner. Jesus is an interesting signing. Arteta has a, a knowledge of him from their time at Man City, so maybe that's what, what was the in there, that I know where I'm going, I know the style of football, this, 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 that. Do you think that's that's a good – I mean, they have Martinelli, they have Enketia, Lacazette went back to Lyon, I believe. Mm. Um, so in terms of their strikers, it's it's a young group. I think Jesus is the senior guy there now, which – wasn't the case at City for a long time or ever, I guess, with uh, Aguero, Sterling, etc. So it's crazy to think he's 25 years old, Gabriel Jesus. I feel like he did, he just came <laughs> like yeah. as a teenager, but back when he was wearing 33. But um, do you think Jesus to Arsenal is a is a good signing no, for good Arsenal? Move. Good move, good move, good move. I think it's a good signing. I've, I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of Jesus. Like I think he can be good. I don't know no, how no, no, no. it's 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 a good move for both parties, man. It's it's a good move for, for both parties, man. Oh, I just yeah. realized they have two Gabriels in attack now, Jesus and Martinelli. Both mm. Brazilian as well. Um Manchester City's transfer window, though. So shout out to Wikipedia. Erling Haaland, 51 million. Great signing. Stefan Ortega, goalkeeper from somewhere in Germany, free transfer, and Calvin Phillips for 42. And the outgoings of note, Jesus, we already talked about. Fernandinho's gone back to Brazil. And the rest are names of professional footballers. By the way, I've seen this thing that he's getting rid of all the dark-skinned players. It's going around Twitter that that <laughs> Jose's eating jollof rice. <laughs> While Pep gets rid of the black players. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. As I saw it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like helping to cook jollof. <laughs> I don't know what Mourinho in West Africa is an interesting comedy. I've I've always wanted him to manage like Ghana or Nigeria or Cameroon or no, no, no. I think no. I think but one of those is like I think Mourinho is a guy who is would be way more comfortable in a room full of black people than Pep. Oh yeah. You know, I think look, 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 Pep is just he's, a, he's just he's he's a weirdo man. The guy's a weirdo. Mourinho's relationship with some black players is almost cringe to an extent. Like Essien 
their relationship is like they call each other like son and daddy and things like that. It's like, yeah. oh, like guys are really close. And, and, and even the Ghanaian guy at Roma, is it something Shian? Afina. Afina. Afina Gian, I think, I think. Yeah, didn't he buy him like some trainers or yeah, something? He bought him shoes. Yeah. He seems cool. Cool with us. <laughs> Pep, on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Calvin Phillips, I guess, you know, he's passing. Yeah. He could if he wanted. Phillips is an interesting one. I feel like um, he's more impressed for England. And I don't watch Leeds game in, game out. But, yeah, he's impressed for England on a few occasions that I've watched. Talent is, man, what's understood doesn't need to be said. I don't know who the free transfer goalkeeper is, but maybe it's because who's who's the who's the American goalkeeper that keeps making mistakes in the FA Cup? Stefan. Oh, Stefan. Stefan. Yeah, Zach that guy. Stephen. Yeah, that guy. Mm-mm. You don't know that guy was like, like that. <laughs> that that guy's shaky in the FA Cup thing. We're like, this guy's like three billion yards out of his line, like, <laughs> and then literally I think they just passed the ball across and just put it in the end. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna pass. And literally, it was an empty net. So like, it's almost as if like it felt like it, like he was paid. Because it was such a dumb move to, to do. I was like, no, this seems way too dumb. That you know, part to... of the problem for him is, though, you you know how you want to have, like, a good veteran presence in a dressing room or in a locker room mm. or, or whatever the situation might be? Yeah. If you're learning, like, like I'll, I'll put it this way. Kamavinga is looking at Modric and Cruz and Casemiro, and he's learning from them. And he's going to pick up gems, even uh, Chuameni now. He's in the dressing room with these these legends, and he's gonna learn. Oh, so this is how they turn. This is how they pass. This is the weight of pass that they do. This is how they read the game. Stefan, his OG, for lack of a better term, is Ederson. <laughs> how how am I meant to get the proper reading of football, really? If if my mentor or, or my my I don't know the guy I'm looking up to in this case, I don't even know their ages, but like the guy who's the best in the in the team. Is Ederson? Mm. We all watched the Champions League. Why Ederson ran off his uh, the Champions League final in 2021? Ederson ran off his line. He had no break. Like Havertz <laughs> just went past. On a level, I kind of feel sorry for Stefan because, like, it's not like he's learning from Petr Cech or Buffon or Van der Sar or you know, name the legendary goalkeepers. So he just looks like a worse version of Ederson, which is it's not going to end up being good. Speaking of Leeds, though, Rafinha. If you were Rafinha, where would you go? Barcelona. If I was Rafinha. The climate, the weather, I'm a South American, the way that they play and so forth, it makes sense. You know? So, uh, it's like, look, it, it is what it is. Like, there's no South American that runs to any English team. This is why I always try to explain to guys is that United and Liverpool, they don't have this whole thing of, man, everyone's running to United because, No. Now, if you're English, maybe, but if you're South American, the only two clubs, Barcelona and Real Madrid, that's it. Like, you don't you don't go any higher than those two clubs if you're South American. The moment that he knew Barcelona, were, that's why Pestles has been really interested. The moment that you know that Barcelona were interested, for him, I know, this is the move. Yeah. This is the big move. It's, it's like, for, like, every Brazilian is like, man, you, you look at Rivaldo, Romario, Ronaldinho... Um, Ronaldo, Neymar, or if you're Brazilian, man, yeah, Barca, that's the thing, because you want to fall in the footsteps of all the guys you, you grew up watching in Brazil. What was I going to say? Football has a hierarchy. If there's a food chain, Chelsea 
are not above Barcelona. Even if Barcelona are broke, they don't have two pennies to rub together. Barcelona are above Chelsea. That's just what it is. There's nothing that can really happen to change that. Chelsea could beat Barcelona in a Champions League final this year. It's not going to change the fact that Barcelona is a more attractive prospect to most players than Chelsea. Maybe in 50 years, I don't know, Barcelona go under. No, no. Overall, that is triple S. If you're English. Okay. 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 Yeah, there are obvious exceptions. Like, if you're born in England, then maybe, like, you get bit with that book. But generally speaking, England is not the world. So... Most people would look at Barcelona and think I'd rather play there. Even me, if you gave me the choice to play between Barcelona and Chelsea, I think I, I think I'd pick Barcelona. That might be blasphemous to say, but mm. why would I give that up? I can't think of a good reason outside of the fact of just like, oh, I like Chelsea. But there are a bunch of players play for teams that they don't particularly like, and against teams they do like. I don't know. It's just better to play for a a bigger club. And if the money's even, Barca. Would that be easy decision for you? Like if 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 you got like uh two even contracts and one said Chelsea and one said Barcelona, who would you who would you pick? Would you pick Chelsea? It depends, man. As of right now, I'd have to have a discussion oh. with Tuchel to be like, okay, okay wait, 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 what what system are you, are you playing, bro? Because I've to look at my who I am as as a player. So I say, look, what's if you're playing this haram system? Let me. <laughs> Let me. I may have to say what's up to to Javi. But if you're not going to play a much more free flowing, interesting system and so forth, I'm like, oh. but again, it's 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 tricky because for me, it's like I would probably say Barca because I'd prefer to play with Pedri. Um, what's it called? Um, potentially Dembele, potentially Lewandowski. So that's it. I'll see where things are. Like if let's say Barca got Lewandowski, mm-hmm. they kept Dembele. You've got Pedri in there. I personally, from my football, would probably prefer to play with those dudes than play with Mounts, Werner, and Jorginho. Yeah. You know. So, at, so, so Christensen. Christensen had the choice to stay. What, who did he pick? He, he was a Chelsea Academy player. Pick boss? I mean, look, look man. I said, I said, look, man. I saw it like Chelsea weren't always like this, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the Chelsea I, I answered... Gospoye, Petrescu, Desai, Lebov. Like, they had Zola. guys. Zola, Zola Torian Reflo, Babayaro. I was going to say, <laughs> Celestine, bro. Um, now, Babayaro was good. That guy was good, bro. Do you know what? That guy was good. Do you know what? I just realized something, though. If you asked 23-year-old me, I'm picking Chelsea. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, drought, mm. famine. I'm picking Chelsea, but I'm older now, and I feel like I'm a little bit more wise now, and I feel like I understand football better than I did eight, nine, ten years ago. So I'd pick Barca now, but the young me would probably follow the dream, the heart, the whatever it may be, mm. and that's what slips up a lot of these dudes. Lukaku, Pogba, Lukaku, you followed your dream. Mm. It's not, it's not a dream, bro. Even if Tuchel thinks he wants you, you should know that. I'm good here at Inter, if nothing else. As you said, Pogba, they rejected me. I want to go back and prove because I really love the club. Like, now you're going back to Juve. 
the younger mind is always going to be, I think, and even the older mind in some cases. But people are going to, you call it Disney Plus. People are going to want the Disney Plus. But sometimes you just, it's good where it is. The grass is not always greener. I don't know how you explain that to somebody who's 21, 22, 23, 24. Now that I say this, doesn't have an excuse. Lukaku's like 29. Like he should have known better. Mm. Oh, by the way, it's official now. Lukaku's back at Inter. A brief word since you were here last week. Stom never left. But here's the thing. You could say he should have never left. And then there's a thing of like, this is all, this is all part of the plan. Oh, you're going full conspiracy, tinfoil yeah, hat. Yeah, like, you know, we need we need money. <laughs> Go over there, break it up. Be so bad that they want to know get rid of you. <laughs> Intentionally. And we pretty much get 19 or so, so, so we help each other out. So Wow. Yeah, that's deep. It's a conspiracy, know. Though, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> conspiracy. Yes, yes, a deep conspiracy. I saw an interesting debate that you had. I didn't finish it because it was quite long. But I do feel like I've thought about this enough to contribute. Mm. Benzema, Suarez, Lewandowski. Mm. What was your ultimate conclusion when ranking those three? And are we talking best, greatness? Oh, no, no, greatness. greatness. See, for me, this thing is about perspective. I say consist, Lewandowski has consistency, Jaws has peak, and Benzema has Dodd. So <laughs> it depends on what you value more. I value Dodd more. So for me, I'd say that with what Benzema did this last season, combined with his contribution to the other four UCLs, the fact that I believe he's been the best player for the last two two years, you take everything, the accolades, how good he's been in the last year, his contribution, or what he did, did in the UCL this last year, which is, I've, I've, I've never seen a player contribute to that way to a team under such difficult circumstances. I gave it to Benzema. But as we're hearing, there were, there were great arguments, because we look at Jaws, Jaws was incredible from like 2013 to we say 2016. That guy was a ridiculous striker. I don't think those two were ever as good as his peak. Um, and also you look at Uruguay, who was doing it internationally. Mm. So that's his thing. But you look at Lewandowski. Lewandowski is the only guy who's never touched the brick academy. Never. Now you can say Bundesliga attacks and everything, but he's he's maintained a high level has never even sniffed the brick academy. Benzema and Cannibal, they've they've been there. You know, mm-hmm. so it depends on what what do you weigh more. And for me, I just said like I've I have to, with what Benzema did this past season, I've got to edit to Benzema. But for me, I think Lewandowski it's hard to put for me to put him in there because of Bundesliga attacks, and I don't think he was that vital for the treble. But the cannibal argument is a good argument. The kind of argument is, is, is a good argument, man. So yeah, see, I, I settle on Lewandowski, Suarez, Benzema, but that's if I add my narrative pieces in it. So Benzema has Deschamps keeping him out of, well, not even Deschamps, but just French football in general. Because of something he did or was involved in, but I think it's been legally adjudicated that he was he was involved, but only like adjacently but he was still kept out of major tournaments that i feel like he would have either helped france win if we look at euro 2016 or he would have enhanced their win in the world cup in 2018 so i add that like just kind of like a a what if factor but i feel like i only do that for benzema so it's not fair but it's there and then we add in (laughs) this guy eats people 
and he racially abused Patrice Evra. So I take off points for that. But that, again, like I said, those are narrative arguments. If I'm looking at it objectively and we just take out the personal items and take out the what-if factor, I think Suarez is the best because he did it at Ajax. He did it at Liverpool. He did it at Barcelona. He did it for Atletico. And then he has the international pedigree. So he did it in three different leagues. And I'm not sure if he had... um, Football in Uruguay or Argentina or somewhere in South America. But, but, but you we know what they always say about that whole Liverpool thing that he never scored against the top four. Didn't he score like 31 or 32 goals in a season where he was banned? Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Just, <laughs> no, just, no that's like, like, bro. And I he never scored he... against the top four teams. So, well, he was... that's what funny. It's all up. That's why with these things, whenever we okay, what's the, the, the best league? Everybody has their own criteria. Everybody has their own purpose. Like, Dodd is something yeah. that is just unique to what I just brought into the whole thing. So, every, like, the people who value consistency know how consistent have you been from point A to point C? Yeah. And I'm going to say, no, this dude was the most consistent. Guys say, okay, what's um, how good were you at the very... Like, let's take everyone at their very best. Who was the best at the very best? I'm going with that dude. And then my thing is a, is a bit more arbitrary is degree of difficulty support system around you how we able to succeed under tough extraneous circumstances mm. and that's what i value highest is that okay things aren't going well you don't have Messi to help you you don't have thomas monotter to help you can he still figure it out can he still conjure something out of nothing that's i value higher so yeah so benzema has the season where he was the main guy yeah, yeah. like it's like what's what he did was ex- it was extraordinary, because yes, it's Real Madrid, but that's core midfielder off of three. They like in every game, Real were outplayed. <laughs> yeah, like literally in every like what's it called? Um, the for most of that PSG tie, both legs they were outplayed. That second leg, Chelsea outplayed Real. Man, like Man City, completely outplayed them in that first leg. And almost beat them in the second. So in almost every situation, Benzema has had to sort of conjure up something while his team has been totally on the on the back foot, staring the defeat and figure out something. Mm. So I'll, I'll always value that high. The argument against Lewandowski, I think all of them are generally Champions League proven. Maybe, maybe to different degrees based on the teams that they were with at the time, but Lewandowski is proven in the Champions League. Suarez is proven in the Champions League. Benzema is proven in the Champions League. So then I look at international, it's a bit sketchy because he's with Poland and I don't expect Poland to do much. But then when we investigate the league, like, yes, you've been a part of a team that's won multiple leagues in a row, but they were winning leagues before you got there. In, In any event, he's only done it in one league that we care about. It's the Bundesliga. Hmm. I forget where he was before. I'll assume it's in Poland or someplace, but nobody really cares what you were doing there, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I think he was with a club in Warsaw. Don't quote me, but I don't have Wikipedia pulled up. But you've only done it in one place. Benzema, people forget he was a part of Leon. So there was a reason why he went in that summer of 2009 with uh, Ronaldo and uh, Kaká. So he has that that extra, like, I've, I've not just done it in Spain. I've done it in another major country. 
I don't know if part of Lewandowski's push to leave Bayern is not just the Nagelsmann beef, but I want to test myself somewhere else because we don't have that evidence. With Suarez, it's, it's given. With Benzema, it's there. With uh, Lewandowski, we think it would work, but we don't know. And we know with the other two. So that's that's why I look at Lewandowski and I think, mm, how hard is it really to be a striker for Borussia Dortmund where, you know, Paco Alcacer and Michi Bashuayi and those guys, like they can go there and score. The only guy that didn't was Immobile. How hard is it to score for Bayern Munich? Maybe it's difficult, but we'll see with Mane and those guys. Like Again, my ranking is Benzema first. But really, if you if you gave me a lie detector test and you said, like, okay, don't think about all of the other things, Suarez is the best resume, even if I don't like it. Plus what he did against Ghana in 2010. And he's just, I, I don't like him. So the fact that I don't like him and I have him above Lewandowski, that says something. <laughs> I, I, I don't like him. Um, bro, you bite people, you're racist, you handball. A, a guaranteed semi-final away from an African nation. Like, how uh, do no, no, see, don't do that. Sort I know we'd him. all do it, but the fact that it had to be him. Do you know if you watch that thing again, he wasn't the only one who was trying to block it with his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there no. were a bunch of, like, I, I, no, there was at least... For me, like, I would have done the same thing if it was Nigel. I would have done the exact same thing. Because my yeah. thing is that you took a risk, so you're, you're off, red card, you missed the semi-final for your country, but you're but you're, you're, you're giving your country a chance by sacrificing yourself. So, bro, score the penalty. So it's actually, you, you're twisting it into he's actually a hero. Of course he's a hero. <laughs> In a thousand cents he's a hero. Because okay. you have the penalty, score the penalty. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you can score it, that's on you. You have a penalty to take your country to the World Cup. A penalty, score it. He did make the one in the shootout. Okay. But to the question, <laughs> he, yes. he had a damn good penalty in the in the... In the shootout, like why? Why did you do that five minutes ago, at Samoa? I think he had the pressure of a continent on him. That's what I think. Never mind. Uh, questions: Are left? This is from Suleiman. Are left-footed players worse? Ironically, didn't even plan this. At taking penalties, Messi and Griezmann, for example, have missed key penalties in the Champions League. Are left-footed players worse at taking penalties? Can you think of a great? left-footed player who took pens off the top of my head i can't do it that's not to say they don't exist it's more a critique of my limited knowledge of football but the best penalty takers i can think of are all right-footed yeah so supposedly yeah you know because I, I i remember maradona missing a penalty in the 1990 world cup shearer right-footed yeah lauren well, right footed. Right footed. Yeah, I can't think of one. But that that isn't to say they don't exist. It just means I can't think of one. Um. So, but I don't know if they're worse at taking penalties. That's interesting. Because they're right footed players that miss all the time. Sal is pretty good at taking penalties. I wouldn't call him a penalty expert though. I feel like he just well, kind of hits like, it he, hard. He really misses, though. I mean, he's very. He's normally very good at that. Yeah, he's Salah. he's proficient. Yeah. But I don't look at like you wouldn't put him in like a Balotelli class of like, like he knows what he's doing on some next level. It's just he just makes them. <laughs> but but maybe that's just me discounting him because of how it looks. 
because it looks like he just runs up and kicks it. But maybe there's a deeper science to his penalties. But what are you what are you looking forward to most this season for your respective clubs? Oh man, better football. <laughs> Basically, that's the better football. Will Tuchel survive if he gets everything that he wants? Survive what? I mean, survive not being sacked. Yes. I'm very. Yeah, I, I think this isn't brand, bro. This, this is this is a whole different. I think I think Thomas Tuchel, he's fighting for his life here, and people just don't know it. I feel like Todd Bowley wants to hire his own people. That's why he's gotten rid of Czech. That's why he's gotten rid of Grenovsky. If if those people wanted to stay, they could they they could have stayed, but they didn't. Probably because he wanted them gone. So that's why I'm saying he did it to them rather than their choice. But if you get rid of everyone except the manager. When bad things happen, the manager's going to end up going. It happens all the time in NFL, in NBA, in NHL, in Major League Baseball. The American owner comes in, or just the owner in this case. The owner comes in. I don't know. They just they, they fire everybody, and they put in their own people. Maybe Thomas Tuchel is like a Doc Rivers, and he can just stay around because he's so good. But I don't know. I don't know. So if, if Tuchel gets everything that he wants, and maybe he's not, you know, I don't think Chelsea haven't made a signing yet, have they? I don't think so. No. So maybe he's not going to get what he wants. If he doesn't get what he wants, then he always have that excuse. But I mean, if he gets what, if he gets everything he needs, it's going to be trouble if it doesn't work. That is. So that's what I'm most curious about. I could be wrong. I'm mostly wrong. <laughs> Best sports drink. That is an interesting question. The best sports drink. Actually, go ahead. Sports drink. What do you mean by sports drink? Like Lucasade, Gatorade, Powerade. What is the best sports drink? Oh, um, very ice cold Lucasade orange. The correct answer. Is water. No, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, come on, you can cancel water. That's cold, fine. cold water. What's water is not a drink, man. It's water is water, not a drink. <laughs> Say it again. You said water is not a drink. No, water is water, it's not a drink. <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> he said water is not a drink. Water is water. Yeah. Oh. The best sports drink is just really cold water. That's what I think. Anyway, like if if you're if you're doing like a hike or you go on a run or you play sports or whatever the case may be, like the water fountain, the cold water fountain, like nothing hits better than the cold water fountain. Like the lukewarm water fountain will piss you off, and that's why you go to the machine and get your Gatorade. I don't know. I don't know what Lucasade is. It must be the same thing. I've never had it, but. Um, yeah, water is the best sports drink, and it's probably better for you because the other stuff is just it's sugar and it's just it's hyping you up. Um, we got one more question left, and we can get out of here on this. Would rolling basketball type substitutes make football better? Better no. incorporation of tactics, easier load management, etc. From Gowan69. No, I like. The reason why I like it is because it brings itself a, it's its own sense of difficulty. Mm. Because like that's it. Once you make that sub, that's it. You've made that sub. It is what it is. So it is because yeah, because like 
trying to incorporate different things into sports. No, like why football is good in the way it is because of the certain rules and the certain rules are giving restrictions. I'm not a fan of, of five subs. I think keep it as three. So you now have to really carefully pick out your subs and make them count. So it's 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 that level of difficulty that comes into management, you know. So rolling subs now, like you know, you make your subs and that's it. So I wouldn't be against it on like a youth level. Like in the in the, like a under twenty ones, under nineteens, under eighteens, under seventeens. I wouldn't be against it there. I feel like once you reach the professional level, though, I feel like maybe you have to have a little bit more. I don't know stringent rules in that way. Yeah. You know, like if a kid is sixteen and he's run as as much as he can, but there's no sub for him, it might make sense to just a hey, come out for a while and then come back in. But once you reach like adulthood, like if you're in, you're in, and if you're out, you're out. Maybe, yeah. may, maybe I could run run it that way. It's not a horrible idea. It's just it's not a football idea. It's a it's a, it's a basketball idea. So not yeah. not everything has to cross. But I feel like there could be instances where maybe you could use it. Or like a, a like a preseason game, maybe like a friendly where the the result doesn't matter. If you want to take out your striker for five minutes and see a tactic and then, okay, that doesn't work, put him back in, like maybe. But once we're playing for like real, the real stuff, like nah. Um, I'm just thinking of random stories all of a sudden. I don't know why I didn't think of these earlier. But Christian Eriksen signed for Manchester United. Or is that thumbs up, thumbs down for you? No, thumbs up, thumbs up, man, thumbs up. Good signing. Christensen signed for Barcelona. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs sideways. <laughs> Shout out to the Pepto Bismol. He's going to be drinking. <laughs> Will he play a classical? If he was nervous against like Chelsea, against Fulham, or all these like weird games where he would just miss out of the blue, I don't know how his stomach is going to cope with uh, the Bernabeu and ninety thousand people, or Camp Nou and a hundred thousand people. He's going to be, he's going to have the runs. So, uh, Kessie also signed for Barcelona today. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Oh, you rate him as a player? Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Like watching him for Milan and so forth. Nice, um, neat and tidy player. So, no, he's good. That, that, uh, that's a good sign. That is a good sign. And last piece that I can think of Mohamed Salah signed a new contract with Liverpool. So I think what they did is they sent Mane to Bayern. And then the wages that Mane was on, they just gave them, they just added them to Salah's thing. Yeah. Oh, 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 no, no, they have to make a choice between him and So like one of you is getting the other's wages, but we need to figure out who gets whose or whom gets whose. I don't know the difference between, I, I did an English degree, but whom... And who? I don't know. Thumbs up, thumbs down on Salah getting the money. Oh, no, no, no. Thumbs up, thumbs up. It's like he, he thumbs deserves up. it. Thumbs up, 100%. Thumbs he deserves up. it. I went to BBC Football just now. Um, so they have the the Ericsson News, Jesus, Barcelona News. Um, where is it? Africa Cup of Nations from 2023 has been moved to 2024 over weather concerns. 
Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an Ivory Coast, but because of the rainy season um, in 2023, they're moving it to 2024. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait another, I don't know, however many months in order to get the AFCON in 2024. So there you go. Just some quick football stories. But we thank you guys for your questions. We thank you guys for listening to us talk. Thank you, lads. Thank you, peeps. Thank you, peeps, mate. Indeed. The summer is always a weird thing. Like we can we can fill up an hour. Like I think we're prof- proficient enough to fill up an hour just with <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is weird waking up on Saturday and Sunday and there's like, so what do I do? Yeah, no, no, yeah. They have to readjust. It's almost like because there's always a game on Saturday and there's a game on Sunday evening as well. Oh, it makes me hate Infantino, bro. Like, or I guess this might have been Bladder's doing, so this might be an X, but there's supposed to be a World Cup, right? You're supposed to be doing pre-match, post, pre-match, post-match. Yeah. Come on, man. November it is, man. November it is. Yeah, we got to wait. All right. Talking Texas Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Twitter's the main one. I'm at Danny to look. Half Hope, where can people find you? What's your website? Halfhopefootballhots.com, man. Say it again. Halfhopefootballhots.com. I was going to tell you to say it again, but <laughs> twice is enough. Um, yeah. Links are all in the description. Check us out on Patreon, all of that. And, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.